8.41 p.m. Tuesday, May 7th, 2019, episode number 720 of uh, Yeah Dude. My name is Jonathan, and this is Seth. Jonathan. Hello, <laughs> Hello Seth. <laughs> ah, episode 720. Yes. Now, I'm saying that because I'm shocked. It's a lot of episodes. 720 episodes. It's th- two 360-degree turns. Now, hold on now. Two 360s. I'm going to take your word for it. 720 is a, a term. Yes. In the world of, of snow, skate. Snow and, snow and skate. Skate and snow. This episode is dedicated to the hawk. <laughs> uh, the That's hawk. Theodore Hawk. Antonio Hawk. <laughs> Theodore um, Antonio Hawk. Which, thinking of Tony Hawk, I think I this just is, is in my head. He just opened a rest. He did something with a... Like a bar and grill? A fo- yeah, like with a former Playboy Playmate or something in San Diego. I wasn't, I, it was all too much to gather, but they had some news footage of the sort of, you know, it's the, Diego. So people are just down there, vans. Scissor cutting, oh, at, everyone's you know, just ribbon sit, cutting. Yeah, yeah. They set up a, a ramp and it was this 60 year old man on the skate ramp and it just didn't have the. I mean, I only, in my mind, I'm just thinking of Thrasher. I'm just thinking of the, my old fucking vids I used to watch. He's also probably a bit uh, beaten up. I mean, his body's got to be pretty Dog. hobbled. He's, you've right? been like sailing in the air. Is that what they do? And then coming back. Yeah, I mean, you can't do that. So watching so, him watching him skate now, is he's at the talent equivalent as he, of him as an 11-year-old skater. Maybe not quite. Maybe as, even maybe, younger. Yeah. Watching a 60-year-old Antonio Hawk skateboard now is like watching an 11-year-old, excuse me, a 9-year-old Tony Hawk. Uh, I, I didn't know he goes by Antonio. He wants by his full name he, now. He, I, that's, I, well, I've known him back in the day. I'm from an original crew. Uh, so, yeah, that was... Um, but, yeah, I think... Um, which brings me to Kelly Slater. Yeah. You think about these guys a lot. Actually. I think about Kelly Slater ever since we watched that fucking doc. Uh, His whole crew, I follow all of them on the ground, I, um, and their kids. Now Kelly Slater, now him when he's sixty, will I have the same sad feeling watching him rip the curl? Is that a thing? <laughs> um, I don't know. I I think maybe there might be something more majestic. <laughs> Well, more majestic maybe about the art of surfing, but maybe also that because old guys maybe surf in a different way that it could, something stylistically that you something mean. maybe changes over time. Whereas skating, it's like you, you got to go hard. You got to go hard. There's whereas, only one like, way there to might go. Be some the first time though, when I was on that lip, the first time I was on the lip. Name one other professional skater. Listen, I was hanging out with the Bones Brigade, and I was on the lip. And I was just, they were like, fucking Roma, just fucking do it, man. And I just went off the lip. Dropped in. Huh? Dropped in. Thank you. <laughs> but listen, when you got that sun shining down on that fucking, on that, that, that beautiful water, it's just, the whole natural element of it is much more beautiful than a dirty old fucking plywood ramp set outside of a fucking bar and grill in San Diego with some Playboy model from 40 years ago. Talking about like one dollar margaritas. Um, Amir had a crazy thing happen. Amir went to Hawaii a couple of months back. Business or pleasure? Pleasure. And um, 
he he surfed his pretty bring much his board his, his whole life. He did not go. Uh, he did not bring a board. He did not go surfing. However, he was. Wait, no, wait a minute. He surfs. Yes. He went to the Mecca. Yeah. Didn't bring his Bible. But excuse me, it's Quran. Quran. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, well, it's sort of like. I mean, you can surf in Hawaii, obviously, in other places, but you can't just... Just because Amir's been surfing his whole life doesn't mean he could go and, like, surf pipeline. I don't think he's going to dominate, but I would like to you, see him at least fall in. I don't know. It, you could die. Okay. So, but his uh, um, his lady friend that he was with's father is also a lifetime surfer, Holy if I'm not shit. mistaken. So he was like, I'm here. I got to go to pipeline and, like, see it, and... His lady was like, "Will you film film some footage of the pipeline and like send it to my dad?" Yeah, of course I will. And uh, so he sends me this video. He's sitting at on the North Shore of Hawaii. He's filming the pipeline. Pipeline's kind of like breaking pretty big, big, okay. you know. And and he's like just filming the waves and just walking down the beach as this surfer. And as he comes into frame. It's Kelly Slater, and he's got like no shirt yeah, on. Well, stop! And it. he's like looking at the water, and Amir's like, "This just literally like it just happened. Like he was just filming it, and then he looked, and he's like, Not- his like childhood hero well, is just like walking the- down the beach and like looking at the surf, and then he's like, then he like got into the water and just like went and like surfed, and so he's this like, is I a just very this I don't even this is so crazy. The video is crazy." Because it's just it's just so by himself, just, just solo, the greatest surfer down, of all time. Walking down the shore. So yeah. he's in Rucker Park in New York. He wants to watch a pickup basketball game because his girlfriend's father used to play semi-pro ball. And all of a sudden, all alone, Michael Jordan walks by by himself with a ball. And just like, I'm going to just shoot some free throws. Cool. Oh, wow, that's Michael Jordan at Rucker Park. Pretty cool. Crazy, right? Yeah. Such a crazy, cool, Yeah, feels like... Uh, kiss, yeah. Kismet or It'd be like something. going to the Radio Hall of Fame Filming it because your girlfriend's father Loved old timey radio And there's Jonathan Larroquette with a microphone in his hand Just walking Slowly around. walking alone past the Radio Hall of Fame <laughs> It was a It's pretty pretty stunning Little little situation there Dear Amy Yeah Dear Jonathan Yeah in the early years of our marriage, my husband and I had a small collection of pornography magazines. We have not looked at these magazines in years, and I want to get rid of them. I don't want to put them in the trash or recycling, and I'm at a loss for the best way to do this. From Delicate. Four six six North Hope. Well, <laughs> first sorry. Of all, first of all, I'll send you a one of the stamped envelope. Um, wait. Uh, okay. First of all, why don't you? Oh, because you don't want a child to find them in the I, trash. I mean, is that why? Or you just don't want anyone else to experience any joy from these magazines? Well, I mean, <laughs> that's want, it. Selfishly, you just want the joy to stop. Yeah, all the joy from your husband and I enjoying. But no one's going to. Kids aren't finding. I mean, this isn't. I mean, if this, I guess, if this was written in the '80s, we were going through trash looking for magazines. How many kids are like? You could wave the magazines to the next door neighbor who's a teenager and throw him in the trash, and he's, yeah, I'm not cool. I'm on Pornhub. I'm cool. He'll just wave out. I'm cool. Thank you. You're so sweet, Gladys. Thank you. 
Um, but also, how is it that you don't know how to destroy something that you don't want to throw in the garbage? Well, you got to write in and <laughs> find out how to destroy. It's called a match. I mean, it's so crazy. Take your old tattered American flags, legal to do, put it in. and I think maybe you could also just go and p- go in and paint over each. each page and then throw them away after the paint's dried. Okay. <laughs> paint, so paint what? Over the genitalia, or just, Ge- or just the whole thing. Black out the whole thing. It's probably easier just to just okay. Just, just put an Easter bunny over the dicks. Like this is very weird. Uh, or dear just delicate. Dip them well, in Amy, uh, she wanted to say, you know, you should recycle these magazines. I suggest bundling your porn between two copies of your tax returns. <laughs> between two copies of Highlights magazine. Whoa, that's a worst <laughs> idea. Ever. Draw them in. Worst idea, best idea ever. Worst idea ever is to sandwich them in something that a child would see and want. And be like, oh, highlights. I don't have this. Whoa, this is a crazy fucking issue. Or your this most is a very bo- thick issue. Or your most highlights. boring catalogs. Placing a bundle in a brown paper bag, cut side up so the spine doesn't show. Cut off any mailing labels before you do. This is absolutely this woman needs psychotic. to retire. This and by retire, I mean <laughs> that is really nuts. Uh, and then, and then, in a in a daring pre dawn raid, stash them in front of your neighbor's house. <laughs> Who's running for office? Yeah, <laughs> find uh, anyone running for local like city civic, council, civic, and put council. them. And make sure you call the local WXEN News. Make sure they are there, um, or. Time your curbside placement. Alternatively, you could try shredding these magazines and recycling the shreds by containing them in a sealed cardboard box. This is to keep your shredded porn from blowing throughout the neighborhood. Is this woman, is she okay? These are one of those things where like, we, you, if you really, you say. You're going to look in two years and be like, oh, there was, oh, there's something wrong. growing in yeah, her brain. <laughs> this poor woman, there's something wrong with her. And so there's no family members that read her column to be like. You know, there's 52 Dan and Activias, all the same flavor, stacked up, and she says that she needed to go to the supermarket to get more Activia. There's something wrong with mom. With Amy. With Amy. By <laughs> with mom, mom I Amy. Mean Amy. Mamie. Mamie! I... This is crazy advice. I mean... It... Shred it and then reconfigure it and put different dicks on different bodies. I never thought of it that way. Make a crazy, use a Collage. female head, fucking use different body parts and create a new type of sexual awesome human with many dicks and boobs. Yeah, just burn the fucking things. Burn them. I don't, don't know. burn them, though. No. I mean... Donate it, them. What, Give them to what, a homeless person at the very least. Hey, I wonder what we're talking your lucky about. Day. What do you think they're? What do you think they are? I mean, are they just like penthouses? They're really good. They're vintage, essentially. Penthouse. Yeah. Archive those. Put gloves on and archive them like a normal person. Photograph. Would. Every, Photograph every page. High high end digital. Yeah. High res digital. Upload them. Upload them. <laughs> I don't know. Get them back. First of all, that never gets old. That doesn't expire. Get them back out. Why aren't you looking at them anymore? How you blow your husband's mind? Walk up and be like, 
Hey, remember this? Throw some huge jugs from 1978 in his face. I remember this. I remember this. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> love you. I love you. I thought about burning them, but I love you too much. Something tells me that she hasn't looked at them in years, but, but maybe, some, yeah, maybe when, he has. Oh, he has. <laughs> oh, I uh, totally forgot about those jugs from 1978, March. Elizabeth Adams Olsen. What? Like, oh, boy. Amy. Amy. What? Spine up. Fucking Spine up, <laughs> cut, rewound, duct tape out, face down, neighbor's porch. What? Imagine getting busted. Imagine, yeah, you're smuggling. making coffee. You got to go to work early and you look out and your next door neighbor's dropping a bundle on your lawn and you walk out and it's porn from the 80s. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, oh. Yeah, I don't know. USA Today snapshots. Bank heists in the USA are down. Bank robberies, burglaries, and larcenies. Um, average um, bank heist, robbery, or burglary would net about $5,546 in All right. 2010. In 2018, $3,033. Yeah. Plus, impossible to get away with. I... Wouldn't imagine if you were given a task, if you had to pick from a list of things, like somebody like you have to do one of these. It'd be easier to get away with murder, right? It would be easier to murder someone you know and try to get away with it than to rob a bank. Than to pick a bank yeah. and rob it and get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. But yet there's still a lot of people. I guess people are still trying. Obviously much less. Money. Much less money. Uh, you and, can't. Yeah. It'd be impossible. And it's impossible. Impossible. I mean, maybe the two of us, we could probably, we could maybe murder somebody, maybe, and get away with it. There's no way the two of us could fucking rob a bank. How are we going to do that? Well, the thing about robbing a bank is Take us three months to to pick our masks. We wouldn't be, we'd fight over that. I think the thing about it also is that it's 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 one of those things that in order to steal it, you have to do it when everyone's there. Most of the time, yeah, when you're mur- good call well, when you're murdering time, somebody or when you're stealing something. Most of the oh, time, okay. you want to steal something when no one's around. No one's around. But in order, no to, one is packed house. Yeah, that that's sort of one of the. And one when of you want to murder an about, individual person with your podcast partner, you don't do it when everyone's around. No, you do it when no one really is around. Yeah, you hear that, Jeff? When no one's really around. When it's just the two guys doing the podcast and that one other person that needs to be murdered for this scenario. <laughs> for said scenario. If you will. Rob a fucking bank? I mean, I'm, try- I'm thinking right now who I'd be. I'm trying to think of what would I go with? What do you think? I don't know. Would we go as like uh, Breaking Bad? Like the two guys in Breaking Bad? Well, like get masks that look like them? <laughs> yeah. You're in your underwear running around. Brian Cranston robbed the bank? No! want to go in like fucking point breaks now, like presidents or fucking so we'd have to do something what are we going to do it's also played out though so what would we do like probably like maybe you go as kobe could we go as the simpsons you go as uh marge? As lisa you go as i'll go as lisa and you go as marge we were just robbed by the simpsons no you weren't no you weren't quality logo products we put your logo on sweet stuff uh, now apparently this is just like a, just a wacky old company that 
does a lot of business personalization of candy. A lot of businesses. They throw a lot of logos on uh, swag or is that the word? Thermoses, bags, totes. They do a lot of um, little sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. So that's that's their sweet spot right there. You know, like I guess you go to a conference and here shaking a lot of hands. Yeah, or just you know what's here. We we put our logo on this. What you're a what do you do? Muffler. Yeah, best mufflers in Flagstaff, and it's a hand sanitizer, I guess. Uh, so they did an analysis, a study on America's health and hygiene. They spoke with nearly 3,000 Americans, adult Americans. They wanted to find out what were the cleanest cities and what were the filthiest cities. Some of the criteria that they used, they crunched the numbers on asking people, how often do you take a shower? How often do you brush your teeth? How often do you change your bed sheets? Um, how many days do you wear the same pair of underwear? It's crazy. Some people had four days. Dog. How often do you wash your hands? And how often do you clean your house? So these were the things that they took into account. I'm going to tell you the five cleanest cities. Number five. New York City. I'm going to count Brooklyn. We're going to be there. Murmur Ballroom, Saturday night, July 27th. Come shake us with those clean hands because we're going to come right back at you. God, these are clean. Nice to meet you. Clean. Thank you. Number four, Detroit. Funny. Really interesting because we got clean hands and you do too. Shake it. Saturday night, June 22nd. Magic back. Nice to meet you. Clean hands. Boom, 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 boom. So, fine, not a problem. Number three, Charlotte. Never been there. It was in Raleigh. Clean-ass fucking hands. I would say probably the state of North Carolina, they take that shit very seriously. Yeah. Number two, very interesting, New Orleans. Hello, nice to meet you again. I guess we're a lot of going to a lot of places. I'm shaking. That's Saturday night, July 2nd. One-Eyed Jacks. Clean, July clean, clean, 7th. Clean. July 7th. Sixth. What did I say? You said second. <laughs> second. Uh, sixth. Sixth. July 6th. Saturday night. Fourth yeah. of July is Thursday. America. How the fireworks going to be down there? Don't know. Okay. It's going to be something over the, over the water. Back. Some barges. Cleanest city in the United States. I mean, I had one of the craziest firework experiences of my entire life in New Orleans as well, a that, child. That was, that, that was private. And it so was that private. was private. Yeah. Uh, that I can, we can go out to, uh, but you can buy Slidell that they have on live PD. Crazy ass. I'm going to roll out, out to Slidell and I bet that's going to be pop, pop. shooting it out of fucking alligators butts. Look at that. I'm coming out of the alligators butt. Like, all right, I'm here. I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> I'll see you down there. Fourth of July weekend. I'm just going to put a towel over my shoulder to dab it, to dab it. I'm going to do the voodoo. I'm going to walk the cemetery. I'm going to just be like, I'm going to live down here. I'm going to talk like that. I'm doing the whole episode. I hope that that doesn't annoy you. The entire episode, I'm going to talk like that because I'm talking like that from the second I land at the airport until I'm back at LAX. No, I'm going to thank that flight attendant. I'm going to call you a stewardess. No, I'm going to thank you for that hospitality. I'm going to go to Cafe Dumont. I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can. I'll probably, they'll probably think I'm a local. Why order my beignet? <laughs> yeah, you can have one, you fucking psychopath. 
Sorry, back to business. The cleanest city in the United States. Have never been there. Have always wanted to go. Awesome city. I mean, it pops off. Ain't no joke. Hot. Hot temperature, hot nights. Miami. Miami is right. Cleanest city in the fucking country. They take that shit seriously. Seems like some of the most debaucherous cities in America are also the cleanest. New Orleans, New York, Miami. Uh, maybe that's how they, that's just how they know it's going to get so real. So get, let's, let's, let's keep, keep sanitizer clean. on us at all times. Can you tell me the filthiest fucking city in this country? The, I could say a key word. All of the studies said this is the grungiest city in the country. And I said, ooh, yeah, I bet. Seattle. Yep. I would have maybe guessed that without that yep. sweet hint. And I guess that fucking sweet music had to just come from it. They said, we are so fucking dirty and grungy up here. Let that music reflect it. Oh, what's this? A lot of fucking, you know what? We're so filthy up here with our secondhand fucking shirts tied around our waists. Let's just be filthy and grungy. Let the music reflect our dirty hands. Yeah, I mean, you'd think. You'd think Amazon would have cleaned up that mess, but well, I guess not. Not quite. Not quite. I been there you know what else? Time. There's another city, and you'll know this one too, that popped up right around there. Think of another fucking kind of grungy old cool city, and we've been. SF. Nope. Cool city that we've been to. Great city. We've been to a couple times, and it gets dirty up in there. You got to wash your hands before, during, and after you eat. Great city, though. Beautiful outdoor city. But like Portland? Nope. No. What? Denver, Colorado. I would not have thought that. You better wash your hands because this study said they don't. Interesting. Mm, that's not your fingernails. Waiter, put those nachos down. What's underneath your fingernails, sir? That's more of an outdoorsy kind of filth, though, probably. So right? it's kind not so much filth, it's more just, just the earth. Just earth. Natural. God made the dirt so it don't hurt. It don't hurt, so I'm going to put it on your vegan notch. Cool? No. Actually, not. Not at all. What's that fucking filthy... Did you go to that filthy vegan restaurant in Minneapolis... Did you end up going to that? There is a place that is so down and dirty in Minneapolis. Don't have the time, but if I Googled filthy, disgusting, sewer pit, vegan restaurant, well, hard times? it will pop right up. Hard times? Is that the name of it? Is it with the aquarium in it? It's got the, it's like open 24 hours or whatever? Yeah, it's open 24 hours. And the clientele, and you know. It's like a lot of homeless people and uh, stuff kicking this, it there? This place, woo. But that's uh, that's where the locals go. And so, Jonathan, I like to I like to soak up the atmosphere of the locals. Just type in if restaurants gave grades like they do in other cities. This would get an F because it's a disgusting pit side Minneapolis vegan, and it will pop up. Oh my God! You want to talk about dirt on them hands? Spoon River. Mm -hmm. No. Hmm. Ah. Uh. Vegan Minneapolis? Hard Times Cafe? It must be it. Does the website just show a toilet? Should just be a toilet Closes with a vegan... Closes at 4 a.m., reopens at 6 a.m. Yeah, There's a vegan... Punk like, rock atmosphere yep. at almost all hours. Yep. I was right. You were right. And I've never... Because I went that? there when I was 20. 
weird. And it was so sketchy back then. I mean, cops coming there all the time. It was fucking... It's called Hard Times. That's hard times. where they're really fucking living up to it. Yeah, Hard Times Cafe. Yeah. That place is grimy. It's so cute. 4.4 yeah, right. four stars, 846 there reviews. There it is. The menu is a cockroach, like handing you a sweet potato fry. <laughs> Here. Enjoy it. If someone oh, you do your own dishes here. Weird. Oh, that's right. Weird. Oh, I never... Oh, this is a... Oh, wait a minute. I order it. I write the order. I make the food. You eat it, and then I do the dishes. It's hard times, bitch. <laughs> All right. It's uh, cold out, though. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You better get inside. Wait a minute. So you put this fucking dump place in the coldest city on earth, and then you made it in the hours when it is the absolute coldest is the only time you're open. So you're open from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. in the coldest city in the world only in the winter. How is the clientele in the living room situation here? <laughs> what is? Who's it's eating been here? Like that. Who's eating here? It, it was like that. Who's eating here? It's three o'clock in the morning and it's negative seven degrees outside. Who's eating in here? Junkies. Hey, everybody. Cold junkies. Do your dishes, Jonathan. What? You heard me. Okay. I don't know how to do dishes. <laughs> if someone is passionate about what they do, we see it as a more legitimate as more legitimate to exploit them, according to new research from Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. Antoine Fuqua School of Business. Professor Aaron, Professor Aaron Kay found that these, excuse me, found that people see it as more acceptable to make passionate employees do extra unpaid and more demeaning work than they did for employees without the same passion. Quote, it's great to love your work, said Kay, but there can be costs when we think of the workplaces somewhere workers get to pursue their passions. Understanding contemporary forms of exploitation, attributions of passion serve to legitimize the poor treatment of workers. That's the title, by the way. <laughs> what was the title? Title of this study. Understanding contemporary forms of exploitation, attributions of passion serve to, to legitimize the poor treatment of workers is forthcoming in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. Kay, the senior author on the research, worked with Professor Troy Campbell of the University of Oregon, Professor Stephen Shepard of Oklahoma State University, and Fuqua, PhD student Jay Kim, who was the lead author. The researchers found that people consider it more legitimate to make passionate employees leave family to work on a weekend, work unpaid, and handle unrelated tasks that were not in the job description. The researchers found that this tendency to exploit passion arises from two beliefs. Yeah. One, that the work on its own is a reward. Oh, this is like the work itself. They love it. it feels you up. They feel good, right? Look at him. He loves it. He's smiling. Also that the employee would have volunteered to do it anyway. Listen, he does everything anyway. So why don't you pull him away from his uh, daughter's softball game? I this mean, is an example of compen compensatory justifications. Compensatory? Comp compensatory? No, it's like compensation, but... Com compensatory, compensatory justifications, something that Kay has studied in other settings. So you find the employees, what is it? You, you're taking advantage of them because they... Can't say no because they're so passionate about the thing. So passionate about the work that you exploit, you ex exploit them, which you wouldn't do to someone if... You couldn't. Oh, Jim doesn't give a fuck. Oh, he barely, oh, he didn't give a fuck. Probably don't, couldn't. So just pay him and like not have him do anything. Yeah. But Jerry, 
Jerry was in the Marines. He does exactly what he's fucking told. Just tell him to fucking do it. Drive three hours to your ex-wife's house to drop off an alimony bag of money. He'll do it. It's Jerry. He loves this job. He was in the military. He listens. Hey, Jerry. What do you know about hierarchy? Let's break you down. That's not good. It's not not good. Good sign. But is that the person, is that a type of person that sort of, um, they're just great employees because they're, they, they, I don't know. What is that? Because some, sometimes you go to a place and you're literally trying to do, you, this is when I have to be here from here to here and I will do fucking as little as possible where there are just some people that it's income. They just take it upon themselves. Like I'm here and you know, well, I think there's people that are obviously there are the situations like that where people are passionate about these things that they do love the job or the, or the end result of the job in some way. Uh, and that can maybe keep your work ethic and enthusiasm up. There's people who probably, um, it's a, uh, personality, uh, trait yeah. or disorder um where <laughs> they um you know have they don't have good boundaries let's say okay so that they and allow so they, themselves they wanna, to be or th- that they say yes to everything they want to please they're people they, pleasers let's like, so essentially in hr you want to hire people with limited boundaries that that are people pleasers and then take advantage and then of them. Take advantage of all of them, and then pit them against each other to see who can do the most amount of work for the least amount of money. I think that's the system that we have, sort of the system we yeah. have in place. And then the <clears> idea <throat> is, you just want to try to get in there, and can you just lace yourself out and but do the, as little as possible? The, the counterintuitiveness comes in the fact that 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 type of uh, drive or enthusiasm or just the metabolism because I think some people probably can handle it better than others. Okay. Uh, isn't rewarded in the way that maybe you would think it would be because the idea, well, one is like you're saying in the last episode is that, you know, we don't want to give money to people if we can keep it for ourselves, but also the thought that they will somehow become more complacent if they're the, the, or, 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 um, less willing to do it if they're more satiated, you know, or compensated appropriately. Okay. That if you reward it, then that it's going to be like, well, I get rewarded for doing this. So you and but they were like, no, this them. person so already I, does it without being so rewarded. You, you, so if, why reward them so if they not, haven't asked to be why rewarded? Why not hit them as well? Let them. Sometimes they can be hit. If they don't. <clears throat> they don't do it. I see what you. I see, boss. Um, so that fridge in that back, um, the back, that stinks. Oh, it stinks like fucking tuna. Jerry, what do you know about getting in that fridge? <laughs> Jerry, I know you're over here, you're coding, you're a numbers guy primarily, but are you a cottage cheese kind of guy? Kind of getting your hands into the old stuff? Getting it in the old trash Thank you, we're going to beat you. Don't make us beat you. Oh, shit. You had that thing tonight? Oh, your kid's thing was tonight. Ah, fucking gots to tell her you can't do that. You know why? Because that fridge stank. Don't make me beat you. Um, it's not cool. It's not good to exploit people. But, but I think the other thing is that exploiting, I, I think exploiting someone also denotes the awareness 
Oh, it's diabolical. That you know that you're, you can that exploit. That you know you're doing it. And I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, some that's situations, the very definition of exploitation. Right, but and I think in some situations... Nothing bosses like to do more. People do put themselves in this in a position where they, whether they're overcompensating for something or whether they, like I said, they think that that's what they, um, how they qualify or, or themselves in the world. Yeah. If you give somebody something for nothing, uh, we've learned this uh, in ways, but if you give something, somebody, if you give something to somebody for nothing, it's more difficult to get them to give you something for it later on down the line. Oh no, but I get this for nothing. Exactly. Rather than oh no 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 you don't not ever giving this. it to them. I don't get this for nothing. And then saying, well, if you want that, you gotta no 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 you don't understand. I get it for nothing. Don't make me beat you. No, is that lettuce? Did that lettuce turn, Jerry? <laughs> so, it might be like I said, it's a stop sh- exploiting it's a, people. Stop bosses. exploiting people, but also have better boundaries. Oh, you're saying, yeah, the bond, Jerry needs better boundaries, but Daryl exploits. Uh, Barbara Strauss Lodge is a writer. She's also co-founder of Above the Noise Foundation, which creates sober music festivals. Wow. <laughs> just, ugh, talk about a fucking downer right there. That just deflates the room, right? Sober music festival, it just like, it just sloths everything out. Like everybody just like, everything was going great, Barb, until you said those three shitty ass words, sober music festival. So she wrote an article uh, to the LA Times. It was, I guess, an investigative expose more than anything from what I can ascertain. You can be the judge. Um, Last week, I legally purchased a recreational drug powerful enough that it can cause blackouts, paralysis, even fatal brain damage. What is it? Edible? Hold on. This pusher, this seller. The brownie? Was surprisingly easy to find in almost any of the hundreds of smoke and tobacco shops occupying virtually every square mile of the city of Los Angeles. Nitrous oxide. Oh. A.K.A. Whippets. Nas N2O. It's so readily available because of a confusing provision in California law that allows its sale to those older than 18 as, as long as it's not to be inhaled. This is intended to allow it for culinary and automotive use, but smoke and tobacco shops and stores that specializes in inhalants have been selling nitrous oxide for years without anyone paying any attention. Huffing or inhaling nitrous oxides, it's addictive. It's big money. And it became my son's drug of choice when he resided in a local sober living facility. How's that crew? Late night. <coughs> cracking. Just all night. Keep it down in there. We're cracking whippets, yo. We can't keep it down. You got to put it in the thing and crack it. Sober. <sighs> It is undetectable on drug tests and a well-known option for those who want to get high without getting caught. To investigate how freely it is, I guess, yes, this is an investigation. How freely it is sold for recreational purchases. I dropped into my local smoke shop. Probably what? This chick sounds like a fucking hoot. So what'd she put put on? 
Let me put on here. I'm coming in here. Like a Bob Marley t-shirt. Yeah, I'm gonna put on my old Bob Marley tad die. Put on my old flip flops. <laughs> like, oh no, Barbara. Just Barbara. Just wear what you wear and go in and be like, <laughs> Can I have whippets? Yeah, no, hold on. Hey, I'm uh giving a party. <laughs> I uh I lied to the salesperson. Yeah, he probably got that. He knew that. Do you have a? Uh, do you have something called whippets? This way, he said, nodding towards a plastic tub brimming with colorful balloons that are used to inhale the drug. Next to this display of inhaled paraphernalia was the holy grail of cheap pie cases of whippets, the original. Officially marketed for culinary use, these boxes feature a smiling woman in 1960s-style dress showing off her whipped cream dispenser. Within minutes, I was able to purchase a $12 carton of 24 canisters of nitrous oxide, a dispenser, sometimes called a cracker, and four royal blue balloons. <sighs> hey, I'm uh, throwing a wing-dang-danger tonight. You know what I mean? You, you got my drift, right? Lots of desserts. Oh, you know, it's going to be a lot of uh, sugary snacks, if you know what I mean. Um, oh, Barbara. I was... Uh, Barbara. I love whippets. Oh, whippets fuck you up. They don't. They do. They don't. Well, you do 30 of them, they do. No, they don't. It doesn't. It's not cumulative. Well, one would beg to differ. It's not cumulative like <laughs> not that. Not at all? So your 500th is your first? Same. Same they don't, thing. They only last 40 seconds. Duration. Yes. But not cumulative in um, scope. What do you mean? Um, damage? We don't know that. We don't know that. I mean, we do. We don't. We do. <laughs> don't. Barack Obama don't do whippets. Everybody in this parking lot does. Awesome guy. Losers. We do. But anyway, anecdotally, you are correct. Scientifically. Scientifically, the, with the we science, know that there we're has still been, in. After very, very, very long-term heavy use, there are documented cases of uh, nerve damage. Okay. Um, and um, obviously people say that they pop brain cells, and that's sort of a, okay. a, that's a misconception. Uh, also, that brain cells don't regenerate. Also, a misconception. Okay. Um, and uh, there are a lot worse things you could probably inhale. Let's put it that way. Uh, that's. I would um, say that's definitely. Yeah. As far as inhalants yeah, 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 yeah. go, uh, it is a mild. It's a G-rated. Inhaler. It is a mild anesthetic that is used in medical procedures that. Um, that, yeah, it's there's a lot worse things you could do, but obviously there are situations and scenarios in which people have done damage to themselves. Um, a lot of people probably falling face first into campfires. That, that, that kind, kind of stuff, shit. you know, cracking but heads really open. It's different, you know. But that's again, that's that's sort of like yeah, that's that's sort of A and B doesn't cause C. Yeah, he did that whip it. Yeah, he did fall face first into this campfire. But Jonathan, these are two separate incidences. He did the whip it here. The campfire is six feet away over here. I do not see a correlation between the two. Everybody, it's fine. Do them. It's not bad. I'm just saying, in 
under under in safer circumstances okay. that you can no campfires zero campfire situation you can uh you can do a lot of them um they um i mean they're probably good for you the way you're breaking it down they actually might be- <laughs> we had a theory for a while about them which oh, was we, uh, who's we <laughs> who's we cuz cuz i'd love this brain trust to come together this scientific body uh we would call it oxygen therapy. Oxygen therapy, barometric oxygen therapy. Because as the world's changing, we're going to have to learn how to adapt to a world that has less oxygen in it. We're and learning that different, while we're doing the environment. So Whippets are actually a precursor for how we're, we're going to have to live our We're actually learning how to breathe without oxygen. So it's so actually it's, yeah. good for... Oxygen deprivation therapy. It's This is actually a beneficial. I'm probably, be, I'm probably... You might be more adapted already I to that future definitely world. would think I would... I would you might I would, be the I only one have, that lives. I might have a leg up. And here's our sci-fi movie. You're the last one left. King of the Whippets, standing on this non-oxygenated world. Play it, spaghetti trees, cheese, string cheese, spaghetti incident, or whatever your name is. Play it. Is widespread panic still a band? Play it. Um. So Barbara, she's doing her thing. She's writing things. She's doing festivals. She's got investigative work. Yeah. Her son, her poor son. Oh, well, you know. Her son must love going to those festivals when it's once he's out of in between rehabs. Those must be a blast. Hmm. Who's uh? What are you doing, mom? I just got out of uh, the facility. Um, what are you doing? Oh, it's great, son. Because this weekend we're having a sober music festival. You should come along and bring all of your friends from the facility. But no nitrous. It'll last. Don't bring any nitrous. Don't bring any nitrous, but you'll have so much of a great time at this fucking awesome rock and roll sober music festival that you'll be like, who needs all that? Um, yeah, I mean, this I could, ba- if, this if, good if, band if she was playing. my mom, I would probably do Whippets too. Yeah. I if might, my guess is yeah. I if would love a Whippet. If your mom was doing <laughs> investigative would... work at local smoke shops, <laughs> going in like, hey, what's up? Crazy, all right? It's crazy. Jewel. So anyway, I'm having some uh, people over tonight. Jewel the singer or the Jewel, vapor? I love Jewel. She's from Alaska, lived in her car, was homeless for a bit. Great songs. Anyway, um, having a little ram-dang-dinger tonight. They still call them that, right? Mom! Free molecular biology lessons. Is that something I can interest you in? Yeah. How did you start as an egg and eventually become yourself? You ever think that? Mm. What the fuck are <laughs> that's what it says? What the fuck are archaea? A R C H A E A. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. I actually I looked it up. What it was, just so I can tell you. It's any group of single-celled prokaryotic organisms. That is, organisms whose cells lack a defined nucleus that have distinct molecular characteristics, separating them from bacteria which is the other more prominent group of prokaryotes, as well as from eukaryotes, organisms including plants and animals whose cells contain a defined nucleus. Would you be offended if I called you an archaeon? No, because I can't pronounce it and don't know what it is, but I'm, I would be like, hey, Brainiac, what are you saying to me? <laughs> would you call me? What's the difference between you and your cat? 
What's the difference between a cat and a cation? Ooh, riddles. Cation, um, a.k.a. positive ion, is an atom or group of atoms that bears a positive electric charge. That's the difference, sir. So my cat has a From, negative yeah. charge. So are you interested in a species change? Why do you not look like your father? Might the milkman be your actual daddy? I don't like this. I, I, I started out more interested than yeah, I am. But now he's getting, now, a little, yeah, he's getting a little sarcastic with you. Confrontational. confrontational. There's a profound molecular explanation behind all these questions, Jonathan. Are you interested in more? An ordained molecular evangelist is spreading the gospel about the elegant nature of the biological world. And if you're interested, please inquire below. In serious inquiries only, group applications encouraged. When I tore this off the telephone pole... In Silver Lake, all those little fucking little hanging chad dangly dinglies were all gone. So this shit done filled up. I got there and was like, yeah. And he's like, and I, I they were like, no. I can't. I we're can't. done filled up. No room at the end. You should have gotten here earlier. You're with your little stupid molecular body didn't get here earlier. He got real snarky. <laughs> he seems it throughout, <laughs> through and through. <laughs> he like whispered, like, bitch ass Archeon. I was like, what? And there was nothing there because it was the wind. Because that's molecular biology, dog. And I'm not going to know anything about this. Mm -mm. There's a lot of like those squiggly letters and lines that mean shit. I don't know. I'll never learn what all those fucking squiggles mean. Well, I'm sure there'd be maybe another round of... I guess I'll just have to keep going back to that classes. same telephone pole. But this is a motherfucking molecular evangelist. The molecular this evangelist. This a sex cult. Ultimately, probably, Ultimately, yes. probably, because there ain't no way if you have any of this fucking snarky-ass good knowledge, you're going to give that shit up for free. Ultimately, you're trying to get in some... He wants intelligent people yeah. to fuck. He <laughs> gets off. I shouldn't say he. This woman gets off on fucking smart people. Well, maybe they're not smart because maybe they would have known what all this is. They wouldn't have to be like, I don't need dumb free people. molecular biology lessons on a telephone pole. You dummy, I'm a fucking scientist. Yeah, so he I likes fuck other scientists. So he's looking for dum dums like me to fuck, to fuck, to, to watch fuck, to fuck, fuck them. She wants want to fuck me, <laughs> and so she put that on the telephone pole. I want to fuck that dum dum. He don't know the difference between a cat and a cation. He ain't going to learn it either. Because my sole purpose is to fuck him. I ain't going to teach him shit. I feel like that person that she tore off all the chads prior to hanging it to make it look... Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. And like then... Just leave one, and then somebody tore that one, and then, then you found it. And Okay, so then she'll put it back up in a little while, and I'll be like, oh, oh, oh! Because, oh, God, I got here in time. Yeah. But did you? Because she's the wind. <laughs> Watching you, Archeon, or whatever the fuck you say it. <laughs> the wind is watching you, Archeon. <sighs> you think it's Arch or Arc? A-R-C-H? It's Archie. Archeon. Archie comics. <laughs> <laughs> Female fruit flies. This is a little long, but uh, hopefully worthwhile. Female fruit flies can feel when a sexual partner is a good fit. Scientists have long known that proteins in a male fly's ejaculate make female flies temporarily lose interest in other partners. It's a trick male flies use to raise the chance that eggs get fertilized with their sperm and not someone else's. Hmm. 
but a new study suggests that the sensation of sex, regardless of sperm, can also make females reject other partners. Researchers report May 6, 2019 in the journal Neuron. It could be a quick way a female fly determines whether she should keep trying to mate or whether she can take a break. When take a, a break fe- from fucking? Yeah. Okay. When a female fly has uninterrupted sex, a pair of neurons exclusive to females carry the, quote, stop ma- uh, carry the stop mating messages from the sensory neurons in the abdomen up to the brain, the team found. The phenomenon, dubbed the copulation effect, might be especially important in the wild where mating can be interrupted. A mechanism for a female fly to quickly detect that she has successfully mated could be a boon. The finding was a bit of an accident, researchers said. They had initially been hunting for neurons involved in reward circuitry. Then they'd noticed that certain cells in female flies sent very strong reward messages to the brain when stimulated. But those cells didn't even exist in males. The cells must have some sex-specific role, the researchers suspected. In one experiment, they paired female fruit flies with males that couldn't ejaculate. Ah, uh, yeah. They knew that, though. After mating... In previous fem- studies, probably. <laughs> this fool can't come. Oh, yeah, I know him. That's uh, fruit fly BA221. Yeah. Call him Jerry. Oh, Johannes? He can't come. After mating, females lost interest in other males, even though that they hadn't received any sperm. But when researchers blocked the neurons' activity, the female flies kept trying to mate. Okay. These cells seem to control a new way female flies determine they've successfully had sex, independent of the so-called sperm effect. It didn't even matter. Okay, get another fruit fly. Huge loads. Go into that back fridge. Get that. You know the one. DXX92. He's all the way in the back. Enormous fruit fly loads. No, it doesn't matter. Okay. (laughs) The sperm effect can kill females' interest in mating for up to a week. But it takes a while to set in. This new mechanism appears to happen much more quickly, although it fades faster. But it's just... So that's the sperm effect, meaning I got sperm, I don't need to do anything, makes them lose interest in mating for up to a week. However, it takes a while to happen for the body to recognize that it receives sperm. Could take a week. This mechanism, it just, it's appears much more quickly. Wow. Essentially buying time for the other mechanism to kick in. So essentially you feel as though you've had sex. So for a little while, just got, yeah. Fruit fly back got blown out. And so it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And now within the time that it maybe takes for that to set in and fade, by then, the body knows as if, if it's received the sperm and then continues to not need to mate. Just chilling. So it's weak off. it buys a little time for the other mechanism seemingly to kick in. Regar- irregardless of load. Well, yes. In order to determine whether it's Who's received load a load. Okay. Let's talk fruit fly load volume, please, scientist. <laughs> now the researchers are figuring out exactly how reward fits in. Their original goal. Male f- flies. Ah, yeah, the original, that was not even... <laughs> this was all an aside. So th- all this... This is a scientific aside. It just, they stumbled onto this beautiful world. Yes. Sexual world. They, you don't think that they were, were they hoping for this? I mean... To kind they of pivot the research? I don't know, but they were probably thrilled when it happened. Oh, this is awesome, because this is so boring, but now this is so much better. Male flies find mating rewarding only when they ejaculate. Okay. That's past research has shown that. But females are more of a mystery 
the next step is to understand whether sex is rewarding to females. Actual fucking. Yes. Regardless of load, just the act, is that, what is that, that's what we got to pinpoint. What? I want to focus more just on the straight fucking. (laughs) Well, when are they going to do that research? That's what they're doing. They're going to do that research now. As we speak, And that's research we could get involved in? How is this? (laughs) um, Volunteer? (laughs) Just me talking about um, career changes and... I mean, we could certainly want to get into the field of the STEM. I love the idea. We could maybe try to have some of our own experiments and maybe hand over some of our findings. At the very least, try to gather some of our own fruit fly research from this end in the field, report back to them and see if everything jibes. Yeah. So we've been doing a lot of that shit too. What are you guys finding? Cool. Cool. I'll tell you, man. This is a big, beautiful, crazy world, and we're all just trying to make our way through it. And some people end up with some real kooky jobs. Got to hand it to them. That's good stuff. You got to make a living. Yeah. They, um, little, little, uh, little off center, just, um, fruit fly fucking all the time. But hey, it's got to do, it must be for something, right? It's got to be not, it's not for nothing. No. I mean, I mean it, we tell ourselves that when we're on our computer doing our research. This isn't all. This is all not for not. This is for something. But I think for them, it really they can get away with that. Yeah. You don't get it, ma. I'm doing research in here. This ain't not for not or whatever. Uh, question: These are. I was watching live PD and every get that camera off me. You can't film me. Every person. This is illegal. Fucking call my attorney. I'll sue you. They got to know by now, right? That's not the case. That's just 100% not the case. What is the case? Well, the case is they would know when you... No, I'm saying what is the what is the law? I, I, I believe when it, in regards to that, you have no a reasonable um, expectation of privacy in the outside world. So it has nothing to do with law enforcement versus non-law enforcement. It's just, this is a... I could walk up to a person on the street... And put a camera in their face and say, what TV show are you on? When they do that and people watch that on TMZ, what makes them think that's any different from when they're like naked and they just fought their brother-in-law and like... I guess maybe because they think those people... Because they're not celebrities? Right, because those people have opted in Get that camera off me! I ain't on a television show! (laughs) I'm not an actor in Hollywood. It, shut up. That's a stupid thing to say. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. You're completely fucking naked, covered in your brother-in-law's blood, and Seth wants to watch it. And you have no reasonable expectation of privacy because you're in the middle of the street, dog, and your dick's dangling. And yes, Seth wants to watch it and have a coffee. You tell Seth that you're going to sue him because you can't film me. This is fucking illegal. So then why are there ones where the people's faces are blurred out? Ah, it's a good question. That's what we got to get to. What does that mean? Um, Why do they? Because they're like uh, royalty? They're they're bloodline. Well, it depends on... Part of a secret. How many family members have been on sitcoms? It really depends on what network. But you know what I mean. I think now... I don't think I think they're only blurred when you're watching things like on a cops, um, because things that are happening live in real time in the world, and I would imagine that it's probably more of a sort of 
Because people do still have to sign releases. Because like you were saying, nowadays, everyone signs a release. Because, because really they got to be on TV. Because they need to be on television no matter what. At, at any agents could be watching at any time. I could get on well, TV. Well, yeah, the guy... They're casting. Yeah, I mean, exactly. At casting, all times. Casting, right? Yeah, this is my brother-in-law's blood. I see that, but I clean up so good. And so now you're doing another season of OA? Can I... Is that something I can get? I'm going to clean up. Oh, you want to like this? You want to just stay like this? Okay. <laughs> But what? Yeah, what is it? Um, now, it's why I bet on a live PD that because it's live. Well, yeah, you know, however live that, and because it's probably news? I want to say news that it's got some that it it's not it's news. It's journalistic, journalistic for, as opposed to something that's then edited and or edited or used for maybe like for financial gain. Financial gain. <laughs> but maybe, think maybe, yeah, that's a good, like a cops when they blur shit out. Oh, we should say that we dipped well, into a little bit of cops. We don't want to, we should, let's just take a second to respect was, cops and say that we enjoyed it thoroughly. It's a, it's a, has a nice tone to it. It's got a beautiful PG 13 throwback. Warm. Wouldn't comfy. Say, wouldn't say it's that. like a blanket wrapped around you with a sort of cranberry spice tea and loved ones. Yeah. It's got a very holiday seasonal, beautiful feel to it. I like um, the it, it's it got a it's there's a tone there. There's a tone. And it's still there. And so I just want to respect cops. I, we should remind folks cops is on the Paramount Network. It's been on all this year. You can tune in on Monday nights. Don't be afraid to dip in on season 31. And f- I guess w- we should we're assuming that I don't we don't know how ratings are. I guess we're going to have to check the numbers, but let's just not say goodbye yet. Let's not. So maybe on that when be, um you got to get a release. I know. Well, you know how they do sitcoms where like the eight o'clock show is more of a family show. Eight thirty skews a little okay. darker. By nine nine thirty, you're dealing with yeah. adult. Yeah, I like- think they should just double up and just do cops into live PD and just do a solid block. Join maybe forces start more with. Um- we watched a cops. It was a stolen dog. Maybe that's more yeah, like, kind of like catching yeah. kids for tagging and, yeah. and stolen dogs. Shoplifters. Yeah. And into like, like and we oh, ease our way in. You know, like, oh, oh wow. you have a lot of pot. And ah, then into an like stendo clip on this gun. You're a felon. That's more of a, you know, a little bit later. Yeah. You having a you know, martini. That's more later. We're going to have to find out exactly what all that is. I just do know that like, I guess celebrities just, they go outside, they expect that someone's going to take a camera and they don't enjoy it, but they're never yelling. I've never heard anyone yell at a TMZ cameraman, this is illegal, I'm going to sue you, you can't do this. No. And, they, and, and maybe because they're spending more of their time trying to like cash their paychecks from working as opposed to like bashing their brother-in-law's skull yeah, over maybe. like a stolen piece of pizza. Well, they're maybe a little... Different things. Slightly on less misinformed. Okay. <laughs> Slightly more within the world. Get that fucking camera off me. You have no right to film me. Because they're like, I know my motherfucking rights. Well, first of all, you don't know shit. You don't have a fucking driver's license, so don't tell me what you know, sir. That's what I'd say if I was a cop. Um, when cops say, like, license, it makes me laugh out loud. Like, do you have a registration? I want to, like, it's, like, hysterical to me. Yeah, they have a registration, and they have insurance, too. Yeah, they have progressive insurance, and it's totally up to date. I mean, you mother 
You better get that motherfucking camera off me. My fucking attorney. Who's your attorney? I mean, I must. Oh, I got. Was there a time? Maybe when the world was simpler back in the eighties, when when cops started, when they first had camcorders. It was like drone technology where they're like, we're still trying to figure it out. Like this might not be legal. What is that? A camcorder? What you? You're recording me? I'm gonna sue you. I. Maybe they're just yeah. Yeah, they're just holdouts. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. That's what it is. Holy motherfucking shit. (laughs) Is my image being captured for all of time? My fucking attorney will get that back. Uh, you're in a AM PM and you have like kielbasa shoved down your fucking pockets in like a crack pipe and a stolen huffy bicycle from a kid down the street. Kid's name's Daniel. His parents are outside and he's pointing at his bike. It says Daniel's bike. There's a picture of him on the handlebars. In the bike. So what do you know about is a hologram picture of Daniel in the handlebars. I'll call my fucking attorney. Uh, different time, maybe. Um, zapping the brains of people over 60. Okay. With a mild electrical current. Mild. Improved a form of memory enough that they performed like people in their 20s. A new study found. Performed? (laughs) Someday people might visit clinics to boost that ability, which declines both in normal aging and in dementias like Alzheimer's, uh, said researcher Robert Reinhardt of Boston Boston University, published in the journal Nature and Neuroscience. The treatment is aimed at, quote-unquote, working memory. That's the ability to hold information in a, in the mind for a matter of seconds as you perform a task. Okay. So I suppose that would be different from long-term memory and also even different from short-term don't memory. Don't want that. I, you just need, you want to live in the moment. So you only Working need right memory. now. Um, a task such as doing math in your head. Well, that's not a real thing. Sometimes called the workbench or scratch pad of the mind. Okay. It's crucial for things like taking medications. Yes. Paying bills. Heating up coffee in the microwave. Buying groceries. Oh, that's... Or planning. Planning. Just, you like... Like, I decided... I'm today. Gonna, yeah. We're meeting at Red Robin at noon. So... That's good stuff. That, that's that frontier, that brain. Impossible, but they're getting in there, and that would help. I would think there might be a little like help extra electricity going in there. Get when we get a little bit older, and then it's hard. Need a little bit more electricity. Get a little bit. Get a little boost. Look at me. You remember in like I'm, oh my god, I'm buzzing right now. Love that band. Haven't thought about them in thirty years. <laughs> Singing songs. Can't believe I remember that. Wow. Yeah. Fucking love that band. It's so cool that I remember them after that fucking little zap. You yeah, would, need that. Could I get that? Would it be something preventative? Um, that's what we got to work on. You want to do that now? No, this has got to be. You want to save that for when you need it? Yeah, because that shit. Oh, that's. I mean, there's nothing worse than those sort of any sort of brain degenerative. That's just that's that's it. That's nothing worse. I guess well, physically, there's things where your body deteriorates, but your mind. Yeah. The, the idea that your your physical body, your your, your I mean, I think vessel is whole, but your mind is could, is going away. The, Come on now. The concept of it is terrifying. Nope, too much. Too the much. reality of it is tough, but it, there is a certain point. It seems with those that there's a there is some type of 
mercy in that as cruel of a of a sentence as it is that there is a point when when it's the worst for those around the person suffering that person no longer oh, has any worst has any means totally. of you know but the idea of that happening the, the at the time like when it's when you're teetering back and forth worst. and you know that that's happening oh, i don't stop. know if i could get through but there's you know but you just think about that happening in an extended age there's a certain like oh but the fact that so many people you read and see that it happens at a younger age when it's just like oh no 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 yeah younger and younger and they got to get on that so much fucking listen no one loves huge fruit fly ejaculate more than this guy you know that that's been my fucking life's work the last fucking i've been i've been in the lab you know in the field and in the lab but just unless finding out volume load on fruit flies will inadvertently help with um, any sort of um, degenerative. degenerative brain diseases in human beings, I gonna say we put the brakes on that just for a spell. How about you take the summer off? Let the flies fucking peace. You come over to this lab where we actually do shit. You want to talk about like all of these people with these awesome fucking brains that are so intelligent and, and have spent their life, their life's work has been um, acquiring knowledge and reading and writing and I think that's researching. A bit of a, I think that's a bit of a generalization and a bit of an assumption on your part. I would say it, the it, ability to <laughs> conduct research does not require extreme intelligence. Well, maybe not just conduct research, but in anyone that's there, there's probably a level of an educational level that most people have reached that by default denotes um, intellect, not only in natural intellect, but in the, um, the application of that intellect in terms of uh, I, but what you've that seen would be. some of these people. I mean, they don't and know how to put shirts on properly. That's true. But yeah, but that's true. Those are that's. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. That that would denote. Well, the guy on Jeopardy wins. He can't smile, so it's like I don't. I mean, literally, does not have the ability to smile. He's like, he's like, this is how you smile. It's not how you smile, James. It's not how you smile, homie. Is he still winning? Still winning. How We're much, on a break now. How much like money? Teachers. It's not the money. It's just the style. Is, but Alex Trebek is is sick too, right? He's. Fighting he's, cancer? He he's battling cancer, but he's he looks exactly oh, looks stupid because he doesn't have the fucking mustache. But he's the same. I mean, he's fine. You wouldn't be able to tell. He's battling. Just be weird if he passed away and this guy didn't ever lose, and so he actually went down in history as undefeated. He never lost at Jeopardy. Because the, you think Jeopardy will stop? I think they should stop it. You think it stops like when Zeppelin when, when away. Bonham died? They just stop. How? Why would you? How could you go on? How could you, in good conscience, go along? Well, go on. Replace him. I mean, s- don't get me wrong. They're already looking for. They're oh, like, they have been for years because he's a pompous fucking asshole. Anyway, sorry I said it. Eight 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 four two two three five seven. Arrogant he's a fuck. National treasure. He is an arrogant fuck. <laughs> Listen, if you can replace Bob Barker, you can most certainly replace fucking what's his name, Alec Trebek. Canadian, easily replaced. Bob Barker, irreplaceable. 
Get that fucking weird looking guy with the stupid glasses from that shitty show from 25 years ago. Kevin missed a beat. Yeah. Move on. So easy breezy. I'll do it. I'll make fun of him the way he does. What is your wrong? Booyah. Seth Romatelia. Host Jeopardy. Anyway, that guy's brilliant, can't smile. So that's a different thing. Okay, but I'm, I'm saying- just giving, I'm saying probably people that do sort of, that are publishing papers and they're, I, I'm just saying, I hope they're, um, they're very smart. I want to harness all that energy. All that intelligence. And I want to focus it away from fruit fly semen and back into Alzheimer's research. I think that's a fair, that's a fair, you know? fair thing. Let's just take the summer off from all the bullshit things and put it back into the real things. Take all those people in the room screaming at each other because half of them think the universe is 12 billion years old and the other half think it's 13 billion and be like, hey guys, all your parents have Alzheimer's. You want to do anything about that? No, because the theory of this motherfucker says E equals something about 12 billion. Yeah, your father has Alzheimer's. You want to fix that? No. Big bang theory's going off the air. So that's what we're going to do. That's what you have to do. That's Yankee ingenuity. That's the American. That's what you do. You harness, you find a problem, and you, you take the then great you minds force and you pe- force them to fix for, it. <laughs> you make their fruit fly research illegal <laughs> and you force them into cancer research. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. Is fair. that crazy? No. Am I crazy that I'm hosting Jeopardy now? Have I gone crazy? I think it's fine. Has it gone to my head that I'm syndicated all over the world hosting Jeopardy? That man can and will be replaced. <laughs> Because I didn't know you Bob dis- I Barker, didn't, I not, not, wasn't aware of the fact you, you disliked him so much. He really, really, you don't find him. You don't. He doesn't come across to you as arrogant. I always thought that was sort of the nature of the show, that the mood that was being set was you've come here because you think you're so smart. So let's see how Prove smart it. you are within the confines of not being treated hoity-toity okay. like you are so intelligent but that you're being kind of held to see if you, you you're if you're up to snuff it, okay. it sort of feels i mean i and not that it, this would be your favorite analogy but there's you know there's uh british game shows that sort of come at you the same way where it's like in order to be a contestant on this show that you sort of have to like be willing to 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 be you're 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 not it's not like thank you so much for coming and okay. and coming to win free money it's like oh what's up like you're so fucking smart like okay let's see okay okay which might be the way that you would come with at it like you know you if you were to replace him that maybe you'd get a little little raunchier a little edgier with your with your quips interesting <laughs> but i would think that that was oh i always thought that he himself was sort of uh, a bit of a character National treasure, you say. <laughs> um, let's get out of here. I mean, that show is a national treasure. Yes, and it will go on. Regardless. Regardless. I wish him the best was of luck. Was he the original health. host? Was there not a host before him? That's a great fucking question. You just mentioned some things. I'll look that up. Um, we have uh, those shows that Seth mentioned, Detroit, New Orleans, and Brooklyn. Uh 
Damn you, 10-year-old MacBook with no power. Uh, please get tickets for one or any of those shows. I'll run them down real quick. Those. I don't want to bore the people. who don't Because if you can't go, you don't want to hear it. But I'll go real quick. June 22nd, Magic Bag, Ferndale, Michigan. Uh, July 6th, uh, that's One-Eyed Jacks, New Orleans, Louisiana. July 27th, Murmur Ballroom, Brooklyn, New York. Get tickets to those shows if you can. Art Fleming hosted the NBC and syndicated versions of the show from 1964 to 1975. Been on since the 60s? And again from 1978 to 1979. what I used to say about Art Fleming. Art Fleming cannot be replaced. (laughs) Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was Alec. Has hosted the daily syndicated version since 1984. That's insane. 94, 2004, 2014. That's a long time. And does he have any plans to retire? Apparently, he gets paid ten million dollars a year to that's host. That's too it. much money. <laughs> and now, now that's really going to set me off. That's what it says. Okay. Alex Trebek's Alex Trebek's Alec annual Trebek Alan Trebek is annual salary is ten million dollars. That's from March seventh, twenty nineteen. I don't know from what source, but that's okay. I'll buy it. Probably more. Uh, Vanna White makes $4 million a year. Pat Sajak earns $15 million a year. Wow. Got to get in that hosting game. But why also is Vanna get like not even, not even close to half of what he makes? America. That's fucked up. I watch it for Vanna. I don't watch it for fucking Pat. I mean, I watch it for them. You don't watch it for him? And if he went... They should end so the I show. Want, do I want to host? What do I want to host? Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune? Drew Carey makes about nine million on The Price Is Right. Man, who are they? <laughs> I gotta get in this hosting game, dog. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. That's fucking awesome. Uh, Steve Harvey makes around fourteen point five million a year. I can't. I'm gonna kill myself. Family Feud. We make like five thousand dollars a year. <laughs> I'm going to get in the hosting game. Well, that's what we did. <laughs> we just did it wrong. <laughs> We're right here, man. <laughs> I got to sit down. They make that much money? I had no idea. I, I actually had no idea. Oh, I didn't. I, I was like, they, like, it makes you, a million dollars a year. No, like, you make a million dollars like, a year? I mean, Pat Sajak, you're like, okay, you make three, four million dollars a year. <sighs> that's like, that's like MBA money. <laughs> It's like major athlete money. Wow. And they've been doing it since we were children. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Family Feud's had a gang of hosts, so that's the one because they all be replaced. Cursed, though. Everyone blows their brains out. I thought it was just that one guy. Let's get out of here. That's (laughs) so much money. No, it's just the one guy. The other one died of like... Drinking or whatever. Yeah, too much fucking. Too much fucking. Uh, 888-842-2357. Patreon.com is where you go to the support the show and keep us commercial-free and ad-free. Please pledge to us. You get access to the archives uh, and access to live shows and all that kind of stuff. Thank you to everyone who pledges. 888-842-2357, as Seth said. Go to the website, iaddude.com, buy a t-shirt, show notes, and ticket links for all of those live shows coming up this summer. And come back, tell a friend, and come back for 721. Seatbelts. Seatbelts. Seatbelts.